Hello, podcast fans. This is Falcon Paladin and Wade coming to you with yet another edition of the Falcon Paladin Hour. Thank you so much for joining us in this year, 2018. Ooh, it's the future, 2018. How are you today in this future day, Mr. Wade? I am very tired. Ooh. Very it's been tired. A, r- a rough 2018 for you, eh? Uh, yeah, well, yes, I'll, I'll get into that. But firstly, last night it was so hot, and I really struggled sleeping through during the heat. For instance, about if you, I was to drive 20 kilometers west of here-ish, it was 116 Fahrenheit. <laughs> that is like kill you real fast heat. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that what was is that fun. in Celsius? 47. Oh my gosh, 47. <laughs> yeah, when you're creeping up on 50 in Celsius, bad things are happening. I've been sleeping in my office because there's a couch in here and there's an air conditioner. And I went to lay down and be like, all right, I guess I'll go to sleep, maybe get six hours. It was so hot, we had a blackout. <gasps> you lost your air conditioning. I lost my AC. Oh, and it's like a million degree. Oh, boy. Yeah. That, that. That sounds horrible. That was not fun. I mean, okay, so you know how I'm okay with heat compared to cold? We talked about this. Yeah, yeah, I remember. When it comes to sleeping, no, it's the opposite. If you're blazing hot when you're sleeping, it just sucks. And if it's cold, you can always put blankets on and you're going to be okay. But man, just super heat. I I remember there were a couple times we took a summer trip to my wife's grandma. And she did not have air conditioning. And it was August. Mm-hmm. Miserable, just miserable. Sleeping in a room on a little stupid hide a bed that's terrible and springs are digging into my back. And we've got a window open, just desperately trying to catch the merest hint of a breeze. And of course, there's nothing. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming this is in a warmly southern-ish state, not like Alaska. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was Idaho, which isn't. I mean, it's not Arizona, it's not Texas, but right. It's, yeah, it's if still it's warm. over, it was over 100 degrees. It's over 100 degrees. And there's no AC. I I can't say I fully understand what you're going through there, but man, it is miserable. So that was yesterday. Let me let mm. me keep going through today. So I got about three oh. hours sleep. I don't have my motorbike. Well, I didn't. Uh, so I had to take an Uber to work. <laughs> I get to work. Is and... there air conditioning at work? <laughs> yes. Excellent. But I mean, I'm still working in front of an oven that's like 400 Fahrenheit. Oh, mm. 200 Celsius. It's a decent counter. Okay. Yeah. So I walk in and there's buckets on the floor. And I go, like, this is in the hallway. I'm not in the bakery yet. And I'm like, why are there buckets on the floor? And I was talking to one of the women that worked there. And he goes, oh, yeah, it rained yesterday. And I go, it did? What? <laughs> yeah, it rained for an hour, apparently. Like, super hard. And my work has a little bit of issue of ceilings collapsing. Uh, under okay. un, under high water pressure pressure yeah bad mm. so there was water all over the floor and stuff and it's okay i just walked around that and i started doing my thing work, working work working and then i noticed the scales are off and i've made <laughs> and i've made about 120 loaves at the wrong weight and we can't sell any of them 120 yeah oh no mm-hmm. it, it was not a fun time it was not a fun time. So what do you do with the food in that situation? Well, fortunately, uh, what we decided to do... Well, okay, what I decided to do as I was leaving, and I left for other people to do. Uh, 
for various reasons, my boss was leaving when I got there, so I talked to him, and we agreed upon this being the appropriate course of action. So I assume he got it done. But okay. what you what you do is you slice a bread loaf, and then you take two or three slices, and you put that with another bread loaf that's sliced to pad out the weight. Oh, so it's acceptable. Yes. Okay, it's a hassle, but I mean, it's not horrendous. It's yeah. I mean, it makes the product look dumb because it's like. If you chop up one loaf, the pieces still look like they connect. This is like having a, di- a different puzzle piece in your puzzle piece to make it yeah. work. Yeah. Yeah. So it looks dumb. Aesthetically, it looks stupid, but I can't think that I would care if I was like, hmm, a loaf of bread. Some of these bread pieces look weird. I'm not eating this. <laughs> Some people are just like that. They're just like, hey, what's, why does this look a slightly bit different than it normally does? That's true. So did you have a hard time selling those? I have no idea. I left when the store opened. Oh, that's right. He did all that work. Mm. Yes. Uh, yes. I, I did remake the loaves at the correct weight. So okay. there, were, there was still, like, we had double the amount of loaves that we needed. That shouldn't cause any problems, I'm sure. No, of course not. No, nope. Having too much of a product is always fine. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is you're going to fall asleep on me during this podcast. It's entirely possible. Excellent. But then I, you know, I went home only to immediately remember my bike was ready. Whoops. Yay! That, that, oh, that, I thought you that. were so excited. You were tapping on the desk. Oh, no, you were like, "Yes!" No. Yeah, like uh, that. That was actually me dropping my key because I'm holding the key. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I grabbed my helmet and then immediately walked to the train station and caught a very packed train. <laughs> my wife takes the train to school and she's been wearing a mask because she was sick. And she's like, I have so much room on the train when I wear this. I'm just going to wear it just because from now on. (laughs) Your wife must be a lovely person because I really appreciate when people wear masks when they're sick. Some people are like, are you trying not to get sick? Is this like dirty white people? Or because mostly it's (laughs) Asian people that I see wearing masks. Yeah. I'm like, no, that means they're sick and they're being nice. I love this. I mean, it goes both ways. Just assume that they're trying to prevent you from getting sick and you'll be yeah. happy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's kind of the lesson I took. Yeah. Good call. So then you got your bike. Then I got my bike and the guy couldn't find it. I, like, I paid for the repairs that needed doing because someone tried to steal it at the end of last year. Uh, they basically immobilized the thing. So Ugh. yeah, that was an issue. Yeah. So I paid for it. And then like, where is your bike? Because it was not in the immediate surroundings where it should have been. Sounds concerning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Turns out it was just around the corner. Someone had moved it. Oh, good. Yeah, and then I got my bike. I mean, from someone whose bike this is not, it would be hilarious <laughs> if you went to pick it up and it had been stolen. <laughs> I, I had the same thought the other day. <laughs> would my insurance cover that or would they owe me a new bike? I think they would They would cover that. They've got liability at that point. Yeah, I that's what I was thinking, and I was like, I yeah. just got my full license. I can ride a full, like, unrestricted bike. Maybe Ooh. I'll have them give me a big bike <laughs> instead. But I no, think they'd have to replace equal or more value, but probably just equal value. Well, I bought this bike off them, so they could give me another one of these. Yes, that's true. Yeah, I'm sure that's what they would do. Then I get the bike, and I'm riding away, and I'm like, man, my brakes need to be replaced because <laughs> they were just <laughs> they were just squ- like, I, I tapped the rear brake and it's just like, ee! I'm like oh no no what? i don't remember this what happened <laughs> so they had they took it out for 500 miles of test riding to make sure it was okay <laughs> they wore the brakes down uh, it's, it's entirely possible <laughs> so it's just been 
headaches. But I had like the rest of the day after that was okay, I guess. Still sleep deprived though. No, I'm still tired. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to go get a Red Bull. Well, right then. Let's hmm. talk about what we got for the Christmas holidays. Christmas, woo. Christmas, woo. So my favorite thing that I got for Christmas is a new Wi-Fi router. Because mm-hmm. previously I was using a stupid combination modem router that I got off Amazon. And it was fine. It gave me about a year. And then it just started. The Wi-Fi speeds went in the tank. Kilo- like kilobytes per second Ugh. tank sometimes. And it was weird because sometimes it was great. And sometimes it was like, I can't use this for anything on the Wi-Fi, but then the wired side is always fine. So I was like, why stupid combination modem router? So I did some research, and apparently, don't buy don't buy combination modem routers. They're always terrible. The Wi-Fi always sucks because they cheap out on the pieces for that. So mm-hmm. I got an actual legitimate Wi-Fi Netgear router off the Amazon. I mean, it came in an Amazon box, so I assume that's where my wife got it. <laughs> Seems like a fair assumption. Checks out. <laughs> now we're getting... All of the speeds that I'm paying for, both wired and not wired, and it's wonderful. It is a wonderful experience. Nice. I mean, that's kind of how you know you're an adult is you're excited you got a Wi-Fi router for Christmas. (laughs) But I am, so what do you do? I mean, just be excited. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm doing. Also got a Rick and Morty calendar, which I'm working really hard at finding a space on my cubicle wall to put it. (laughs) Because one of my walls is a giant whiteboard. Well, I use it for a list of things we're waiting for. Have I talked about this? No. This is the first time I've heard of this. So a couple of years ago, just people would come by my desk and we talk about stuff that we're waiting for. Like, when's the new Game of Thrones season? When's this movie coming out? When's this next book in this series getting released? You're talking about and at work, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. For some reason, I thought you meant at home. Oh, no, no, no. Nope. At work. Okay. That makes more and sense. And so I wanted to keep track of all the stuff that we were waiting for. So I made a list of stuff we're waiting for. And on the left side is stuff that's been announced or that we have a reasonable expectation is coming. And then on the other side is stuff that has an actual date. Which, in the case of Game of Thrones, is 2019, so it sucks, but there's still a date. Seriously? Yes. HBO officially announced it's not going to be until 2019, and they didn't say when in 2019. December 31st, 2019. I know. I know, right? So anyway, so that's what's taking up one of my walls. And then the rest of my walls are covered by art for my kids. Mm -hmm. So I think I might need to retire some pieces that I'm up there for a while. I would recommend that. Yeah, they're just so cute. One of them, I sh- we should put this on Twitter, but one of them is a picture that my six-year-old drew of him and his dad. And it's just like, it's the kind of art where the arms are kind of coming out of the heads and the legs are coming out of the neck and <laughs> it's adorable. And I don't know, I have to, it's like choosing which one of my children I'm going to take down from the wall. And <laughs> I'll have to do it here though. We're getting into the year and the calendar has been just flat on my desk since i got back to work okay why don't you take the art and put it up somewhere else there's nowhere else to put it oh okay yeah i guess i could put it on the fridge Uh, do you have any art on the fridge um yes so i'd have to choose which of that art to get rid of (laughs) is your fridge that covered yeah so my daughter is the artist in the family sometimes she she's four you have a daughter yeah yeah two sons and a daughter I've only ever heard you refer to your children as my boys. I have no idea at this moment right now that you had a daughter. Wow. Okay. Well, I mean, for a long time, she was very little and eh. 
Um, but she's the artist, like to the point okay. that sometimes she will wake up in the morning and say, can I draw a picture instead of eating breakfast? And I'm like, I mean, we got to get you to your pre-K program, but I mean, if you'd rather draw than eat, that's fine too. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to be one of those artsy geniuses who forgets to eat because they're just so busy working. She is. I'm so worried about her future. She's going to be just dirt poor and not remember to eat and it's going to be bad. And she won't be able to look after old man Paladin. No, no, she won't. That's what my middle child is for. That boy's responsible. <laughs> the oldest boy, I don't have any hopes for. But the middle child, he's got some. He's got some promise. Fair, fair enough. So all the eggs are in that basket. <laughs> <laughs> do you want my actual solution to this artwork problem? Not- yes, yes, I do. My actual solution would be to digitize all the art. <gasps> all right, and get one of those digital picture frame things. That would be the one thing you can do. And then okay. to simply file and store the originals. Yes. Put them in a box somewhere. That's my solution. All right. I'll do that. I'll take some pictures. No, don't, Put take, it a, in. don't take a picture of it. Get a proper scanner. Surely yeah, your workplace I has one. Have, well, I've got one at home. A high-res one or just like a cheap junky one that came with a printer? Nah, it's legit. It is. <laughs> anyway, the point is, I got a, it's a Canon. And I think we paid like 250 bucks for it a couple of years ago. You keep loaded cannons in your house. Mm-hmm. It's America. Of course we do. <laughs> what if the British come back? Hmm. You're nowhere near any lighthouse. How would you know if it's by land or sea? I mean, first of all, there is no sea by my house, so it's going to be by land. <laughs> okay, by air or by land. <laughs> <laughs> cannons work on both. That's a good point. <laughs> Yep. Canon's really kind of the solution to everything when you think about it. It is. I wonder if anybody's ever legitimately fired a cannon at an aircraft before. That would be amazing. It's probably happened. You think so? Like in World War One, right? The first war where there's aircraft warfare mm-hmm. and maybe like some parts of Europe where maybe there are actually some functional cannons. I don't know. I can't believe this has ever happened. Do you consider like an artillery shell to basically be a cannon? Or are you oh. talking round ball black powder? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Old school. The problem is cannons went out a long time ago. It probably happened. I faintly remember going to like some old lookouts or something, like being dragged around with my parents because I was like six or something. Mm-hmm. And they're just being like, oh, here's some old cannons that are just left lying around because monument. Right. And because they're heavy and nobody wanted to take them away. <laughs> Probably. I yeah. mean, someone probably wanted the steel back then, but I think they're like, no, let's let's keep the cannons here. Uh, put up a plaque, you know, so stuff like that. Remember how awesome war is. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, awesome's not the word. <laughs> no. Cannon, so historically, cannons are amazing because for hundreds of years, the castle was the thing. Mm-hmm. You get your castle, you have enough food and water, you can starve out any invading army. No. Right? No. They surround you ravage the surrounding lands and villages and then they starve you out that's how a siege works no but if you can prepare for it though you get all your food first so there's nothing for them to ravage and then they starve to death first no because they set up a supply line back to their king their castle where they're not being in siege everyone who gets in the castle and then stays there they live for about four months and then they murder and eat each other till there's only one person left. That's nope. what No, because you know what ended castle doctrine? It wasn't siege warfare. It was cannons. <laughs> People stopped building castles when cannons were a thing and you could break down the walls from 400 miles away. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Do you, you know what they did before? There was a no need for castles and there were no cannons. They starved them. They tried. 
But it wasn't like a 100% success rate. Well, no, because often they'll have like other armies out in the field that come back from their campaigning. And, you know, things happen. But I guarantee you, you put an army around a castle, there's not a hell of a lot of food growing inside a castle. Right, because when you're in the Middle Ages, when you get large group of people together, you get dysentery. Yes, true. Right, groups of people before modern medicine just cause diseases. Right, siege, warfare, success rate, Middle Ages. <laughs> Googling already. Googling already. Everybody loves the googling. Siege, warfare, <laughs> success rates. Come on, someone give me a number here. I'm just telling you, I have a pretty pretty good grasp on the idea that, yeah, sometimes you could starve a castle out, but it was just as likely, if not more so, that the castle would win that. I just don't see how. Like, you can't grow food in a castle. Because if you're, right, because if you're from far enough away, even if you're not from far enough away, supply lines are hard. Supply lines were really hard in the Middle Ages. Yeah, it's not hard when your entire enemy is held up in a castle, though. All you right, have to do it, is not throw your men at the walls. Yeah, but I don't think it's going to be the entirety of the army is inside the castle. Like you said, even if they're not big enough, what's outside the walls is not necessarily big enough to directly challenge the army that's laying siege. They can harass the supply lines and make it really hard. Mm, maybe. Anyway, we'll have to do some research on this. We'll maybe discuss it next week. If only we knew any historians. If only. Mm. I mean, if only I'd majored in history. Dang it. <laughs> Just stupid communications. Yep, stupid communications. Never helped me in any way. <laughs> if only I had majored in something. <laughs> <laughs> then you could help us in these conversations. All right, so anyway, that's basically what I got. I mean, I got some other smaller stuff too, but those are the things that I would like to discuss. So how was your Christmas, Sir Wade? My Christmas was love. I met up with the family. Christmas Eve, I went up and stayed with my dad. So I got to uh, see my cat and my dog and my dad. And then while waiting for my brother, because my brother was going to stay over Christmas Eve as well, me and my dad watched A New Hope. And <coughs> then my brother turned yep. up, so we watched Empire Strikes Back. And then Christmas morning, we all got together and watched Return of the Jedi. It was lovely. Wow, that's a lot of Star Wars. It's a perfectly refined Christmas movie. I mean, it's not die hard, but sure, it'll work for me. <laughs> uh, so other Christmas presents that I got, I got a Star Wars set of Monopoly. Wow, there's a lot of Star Wars. Mm. So if you know anyone who's looking for a Star Wars set of Monopoly, I have one. We can all come around and play and good, burn good. it. Yes, because Monopoly ends friendships and relationships. It does. I also received like an extraordinary amount of Steam gift cards. Really? Yeah. How much are we talking? 150 US dollars. So like two games? <laughs> I mean, you're probably not wrong. Let me have a look at my library because I have... Sp okay, I picked up uh, The Division's Season Pass for us to play. Right. I picked up Call of Duty World War II because I wanted to play the campaign. That's the new one? That is the new one. Going back to the roots. And okay. then... Uh, I didn't buy this with any of the gift card money. I, I picked it up on another site for, like... Have you ever heard of Chrono.gg? Chrono what? Chrono.gg. Chrono.gg, no. No, okay. So basically, it's a shop that sells one game on Steam, right? At a discounted price per, per day. So it's up for 24 hours, new game. Hmm, okay. Yeah, good concept. They have, like, a daily check-in reward where they give you coins i currently have fourteen thousand coins and there's some games that you can pay for with coins okay so for instance if i wanted to get sniper ghost warrior 2 it cost me seven and a half thousand coins right i picked up a game called garfield cart 
No, you did. Why do you get terrible games? It's not terrible. It's a Garfield Kart racing game. It's great. Garfield Kart game. Here we go. Five dollars. Oh, yeah, it is five dollars. Hmm. Hmm? I paid That's for fine. it with coins. It has no multiplayer. I didn't know that when I bought it. That's hilarious. I'll probably put it down soon. I cannot believe the Jim Davis Empire hasn't shut this down. I mean, it's probably licensed. Is it? Probably. I mean, considering he did license everything else, it's a good point. <laughs> that is true. Another thing that I got, well, okay, so when me and my extended family all got together, we decided there's way too many of us to just give presents to everyone, so we did Secret Santa. Uh-huh. And I asked for a list of book recommendations and a Google Play gift card to pick it up. Right. Uh, I received a Google Play gift card and the recommendations but i did however like it did come packaged in a motorcycle and bicycle safety report of the house of representatives standings committee on road safety may 1978 <laughs> that is the most random book i love it so much it is falling apart like this is an old book it used to be yeah. in the library like they they bought it from the library to give it to me it seems and i've just flipped to page 110 because you can flip to any page and find some sort of graph or chart. And for instance, this one is relative risk of motorcycle, moped, and car drivers. For motorcycles, uh, registered vehicles in July 1974 is 432,661. Holy smokes. Persons what injured, fatally. Riveting statistics. 951. Right, of course. Uh, it sounds about normal. Seriously injured. Uh, 13,260 and people slightly injured 21,756. Okay, in 1978. In 1974. Oh, four. Jeez. Just, just in July. That seems, seems high. I don't know. I mean, cars back then were a lot less safe and people weren't as into seatbelts either. Yeah. So hmm, there's a lot of factors here. Oh, there's a picture. I did not see this. It's of police motorcycles at the time. Nice. Are they super cool? Um if no <laughs> well that's a negatory ghost rider yeah i thoroughly like this book and will very soon put it with all my other books in a box somewhere <laughs> that is the destiny of books these days isn't it it is i think there are actually too many books to close bookstores down forever which is unfortunate <laughs> just because you gotta put them somewhere so why not sell them well when the apocalypse happens we'll use them for fuel don't worry about it. Will we, though? I mean, at some point, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Someone's going to use them for fuel. No work. I mean, there's no yeah. doubt. But I feel like if any smart people survive, they'll know not to burn the books. Because that's where the information yeah. will be kept. Well, okay, but how many books have literally no useful information in the apocalypse? Don't get me wrong. We can sell the 300 million Twilight books that sold, right? Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not arguing that. Right. Some books are worth burning, <laughs> I guess is the <laughs> point. <laughs> Uh, old books good times all right so i'm actually watching this garfield cart i'm mm -hmm. actually more surprised that nintendo hasn't sued the crap out of them because it's super mario kart because it's so they've got the drifting the mm -hmm. blue sparks they're even blue sparks yeah they have the little item boxes they've got coins along the way it is incredibly problematic have you, here have you look at the popular user defined tags for this product no Cold War, cult classic, dark humor, and psychedelic. Cold War? Yep, that makes perfect sense. It requires an Intel Core 2 Duo, 
a one gigabyte of RAM and a 256 megabyte graphics card. Hot dang. I don't know if I've got enough to cover that. That's, I mean, that's, that's like Windows XP. Yeah. 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 But for all you Mac users, it does run on Mac. Well, that's enough to sell it to them. I like this comment. Should have been called John Arbuckle Racing. That's true. I thought it should have been called Cartfield. Oh, that's even better. You're good at this. Thank you. That is a good name. We'll have to email the creators and ask them to change it. I'm sure they will. Yeah, I'm sure they will. Along the lines of PC system requirements, you reminded me that there are, there's a game called Panzer Models. Okay. It's a tank dating sim. Holy smokes, of course it is. Like, we can skip the game, but I, I, <laughs> I, I always remember this from the system requirements where it's like you need to have at least Vista, 1.5 gigahertz processor, 4 gigs of RAM. And then the additional notes, if your PC can't run this, how are you running Steam? <laughs> well, what if you're using the Steam app on your phone? A, checkmate, atheists. Then you're not on a PC. You're not. Because the notes say, if your PC can't run this, how are you running Steam? Yeah. Right, you're not, you, you're not running Steam on your PC on your phone. Right. But what they're saying is, hey, stupid, you're using Steam, you can run this game. But no. What if you have the, just the Steam app and you're wondering what the specs are because maybe your PC really sucks? Hmm? Could be possible. Other games made by the same developers and publishers because of the same group is Stay Stay, Democratic People Republic of Korea. Makes sense. Where you travel to North Korea. And then the additional notes for this one is you could probably run this thing on a toaster. Not legally binding here, guys. <laughs> But it does require a Pentium 4 to at least run, so... So there's that. There are some requirements. That's good. What, how did the memes infiltrate gaming so fast, honestly? I don't know. I assume this developers just like, well, our game is what it is, and it's going to get sales from the people that buy our games anyway, so let's just have fun with it. So, you know, I don't mind. That's fair. Like, for instance, under the features list, it says you can go on a vacation, see North Korea, but it's crossed out and says best Korea. <laughs> of course. So it, it, it's fun to see developers having fun with this thing. It is. When they know their target audience, I guess. Yeah, they seem pretty self-aware. Have you cool, been cool. playing any new games? Did you get any games for Christmas? I did not, but I did purchase uh, some Jackbox trivia games. You ever played any of those? Uh, no, but I've watched them streamed many a time. Yeah, so Jackbox is brilliant because what it does is you play against your family and friends using your phone. Mm -hmm. Anything that has a browser. You can use a tablet, phone, iPod Touch. I mean, there's a lot of options here. PC, mm -hmm. Mac. Anything that has a browser, you go well, to jackbox.tv. Um, I mean, are you sure Max can run it? It is a game. <laughs> yeah, but it's... I promise. All it needs is a browser. Can you talk to their website? Max can talk to websites. Done. Mm, not legally binding here, guys. Legally binding. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so what you do is you load it up on Steam. That, I mean, that might actually require a PC. And so you choose your trivia game, and then as it's getting loaded, there's a four-digit code. And anybody that goes to jackbox.tv with that code can play along with you. Mm -hmm. So we actually played a game over Skype where I shared my screen that had the Jackbox running on it with family in Idaho and family in Portland and somebody who's down in Texas and some other people who live fairly nearby, but they weren't in my house. Mm -hmm. And it was great. It was seamless. And it's yeah. really fun. Some of them are more trivia based. Some of them are more like know certain things about pop culture and history and stuff. Right. And other ones are just more crowdsourced. 
like here is a question make a really funny response and whoever gets the most votes from everybody else playing gets more points and then the more points you have over the over the consecutive rounds you win mm-hmm. so there's kind of two i'd say two categories wherein this fits and it's just fun it's silly and it's fun and if you're with people who are naturally funny it's hilarious yeah so i recommend the jackbox it's great i i have jackbox too apparently mm. I, d- I did not know this <laughs> mysterious games I have 891 games. I can't be expected to know all of them. No, you can't. Does it say when you purchased it? Like, is there a date? Uh, let me check. Game purchased 6-8-16. Oof, it's been a while. Mm, four months. I mean, not not forever. Wait, what? No. Yes. 16? 16's the year. Oh. It's 2018, dude. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that is my first slip-up on the year. Yes. I haven't. I don't have one yet. I'm very proud. I'm going to cut it. <laughs> <laughs> Fix it in post. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's been about uh, 16 months. <clears throat> yep. Okay, it hasn't been that long, but still, that is pretty funny. I would play it, but I don't have friends. That is a problem. I'll have to invite you next time we play the Jackbox with my, my many friends and family. Definitely. You should just organize with just Jordan, like, because he... I've been watching him stream StarCraft every day for this this year so far. He's like, but it's, it's killing him. I can see that. Because he's just less happy as time goes on. Aw, that makes me sad. Organize just a game night with him. Be like, hey, let's play Jackbox. We'll all get together on Discord and just have a bunch of laughs. He can actually do it on Twitch. He can. That's the point. That's why I mentioned him. Oh, okay, yeah. We'll do it over Discord. We can have people in the audience playing along. That's the other thing is there's only a certain number of people that can play per game. But there's always an audience where you can hop in and you can actually vote sometimes if it's a voting one or give feedback and... It's great. There's audience participation on some levels, so it's great. It is very good. All right, I'll talk to Jess Jordan about it. We'll try to cheer him up a bit. Yeah, that's, I mean, he does long laddering sessions, and that is, that can get sad. It can get hard. Especially where he apparently faces a lot of, like, cheese at his level, apparently. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he just doesn't like to deal with it. No, he is a macro player at heart. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Mm-hmm. Very sad. We'll put a link to his Twitch in the show notes if you feel like supporting a Zerg streamer at the Diamond 1 level. I believe once he hits uh, 15 subs, by the way, he's going to be doing a barbecue stream because his stream goals say hot grill stream, so I assume that's barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it could be. It could be. I'm hoping it is. Be- uh-huh. I'll, let, I'll let you know, he is at 14 out of 15 at this very moment. <gasps> Somebody could push it over the edge. Someone could. And I'll have you know, the StarCraft Twitch channel actually is subscribed to him. No way. I thought it was funny, so I gifted them a sub. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually fairly brilliant. Mm-hmm. You're a good esports supporter, Mr. Wade. You're the best supporter that I know. I'll take it. Mm. Thank you. Uh, right, so that's Christmas. That is some other stuff. Let's talk about WCS shenanigans. How's that sound to you? Sounds good. First shenanigans is... All right, so there's a rule I was unaware of. But it really only comes up because there are three or possibly more very young, very talented StarCraft players in the scene right now. Mm. And the rule is, in order to participate in WCS for the year, for the cycle, you have to have turned 16 by January 1st of the year the cycle happens. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there are three players I can think of straight up. There's Future of Terran, who's Mm -hmm. an NA Terran player, GM level. There is a French Zerg player, Clem who's 15, turning 16 in April. And then there's Rainer, who is Italian 
And he plays Zerg as well. And again, doesn't turn 16 until sometime at later in 2018. Yeah. So there's these players who are great. And they, I mean, they, they let them, they're playing in some pretty big, pretty big events that don't have the same requirements that WCS does. And they're taking down some legitimate talent in mm-hmm. the Europe and the North American uh, scene. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of sad. It's kind of sad that they're not able to play for an entire year. I can understand why it's everything or nothing because it wouldn't make any sense for somebody to come in and start competing in WCS in August, right? Yeah. But I kind of feel like what's the harm in saying if they turn 16 sometime during the year, letting them start in January? I don't understand the rationale behind it, I guess. These guys are 16 and 15, right? This rule could be entirely just thrown in there to try and make sure they complete some minimum requirement of schooling. But I mean, in that case, why not 18? Well, because I think 16 is usually a fairly common minimum age. Like it was 16 here up till, I don't know, like five years ago. And now it's 17. So if you just say, look, you can't play if you turn 16 this year, but the next, the following you can finish some school. Right. But some school, like who cares if they didn't graduate high school or the equivalent, right? The fact that these kids could come into StarCraft or any eSport and be like, okay, well, in six months, maybe I don't have what it takes to actually play at a CODES level, and I'm not winning tournaments, and now I've got nothing to fall back on because I've spent the last 38 hours every week just laddering, right? Wouldn't you rather them actually have the minimum requirements completed at the very least before going into something like this? Okay, but here's the thing. Have they dropped out of school? I don't know that they have. I haven't. I'd have to look into it, but I am fairly certain none of these kids have completely abandoned their education. Okay, well, how about this? Um, what if the rule was as long as you are progressing towards getting your high school degree and attending your classes, you can compete in WCS at 15? Okay, but isn't that an unfair restriction on the players that they can't spend their full time playing? Like, it's no, because un- they're 15. Screw it. Like, you'll have time later, guys. If you can't have time later, make them wait the year until they're seven, like, they've turned 16 last year. Let them compete. If they can compete at WCS levels while attending school, that's awesome. Let them do it. I just don't see the rationale in saying, all right, you're attending your classes, you're going to get your diploma. Somehow you're making this work. No, you can't play. Okay, if they can do everything, I guess. If, if, okay. if, if they can't make it, but I think it's undue burden to force them to have to do both, but I definitely think they should have the minimum schooling done. Nobody's forcing them to compete. Nobody's <laughs> like, you have to do the WCS circuit. You're probably right. Look, okay, so I think we're in agreement here. If the kids stay in school, then they should be able to compete mm-hmm. at in these big tournaments and these big circuits. If they drop out of school, then they can't play. Yeah. Okay, good. We've got it solved. Done. Solved. Hire us, Blizzard. <laughs> I, I don't know what I'd do at Blizzard. I'm pretty useless. No, we'd make the, we make these decisions. We'd figure out the hard to figure out problems. You want to be on the balance team? No, that's horrible. <laughs> I don't want to do that. That's the hard decisions. That's the hardest job. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, nobody wants to balance. I mean, balancing a two race RTS is hard enough. Three races is impossible. Yeah. I don't know how they get close and as close as they do. I don't know, but they made MC, not MC, M Canning break up with his girlfriend. What? Because yeah, of he, balance? Yeah, because of balance. He un, like he removed disruptors uh, from his hotkeys. <laughs> so why that ruin his relationship? That was his relationship. 
Oh, with disruptors. <laughs> Got it. You know what? I I hadn't realized that, but I have not seen anybody go disruptor at all since the change. That's because they're terrible now. Nobody likes that's, them. That's amazing. I didn't realize it would be that much of a change. Apparently, a two-second charge-up is a huge difference. Yeah. Like, personally, I think it's probably just people being like, it was better the way it was. Why did you change it? And I think give it, it some time you, and maybe it'll come back. Okay. I'd like to see that. I know Blizzard hates nerfing stuff into oblivion. I think that bothers them. Uh, no. I think StarCraft Balance Team hates doing that. Blizzard yes. is Blizzard is general. Like I've seen how they patch Hearthstone. They have no problem nerfing things into oblivion. Okay, that's true. Okay, as, as hard as it is to balance three races in StarCraft, balancing Hearthstone is impossible. <laughs> No, well, they made it a lot easier for themselves when they say every year you get to throw away all the cards you've already bought. Not all of them. Just 90%. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. I, <laughs> Warsong Commander. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the one that comes to my mind too. That's the one. It's like, hey, Grim Patron's kind of an issue. I know, we'll make Warsong Commander literally unplayable. We will take it out back and shoot it in the head. That was how extreme it was. Yeah. <laughs> Undertaker too. Undertaker's a problem. Take it out back, shoot it in the head. What happened with Undertaker? Because <laughs> I've been playing in a long time. So it used. It was a. Oh, I don't know what the initial stats were, but basically it was. You have it down. You play a death rattle card. It gives it one one. Mm-hmm. And that snowballed real fast. It was really <laughs> good. And I'm not saying they shouldn't have changed anything, but then they changed it so it just gets attack when you play a death rattle card, but it still has the same health. Oh, that's that's terrible. And that killed it. Yeah, I don't think I've seen any anybody play Death Undertaker at on any level, whether wild or standard, ever since that change. Not yeah. a single time. They really don't mind just making some cards. Like, yeah, you're dead. Like, you had a good run. It's not you, it's me. But it's right. time for you to go. What's interesting to me is that what I always understood the problem to be with Grim Patron was the one-turn kill aspect hmm. from an empty board. And I thought... Hearthstone devs were like, that sucks. It's not fun to play against somebody who, from an empty hand, can do 48 damage and you can't do anything about it, you know? But in the last year or so, there are now several decks that are entirely built around empty board, one turn kill, here's my combo. It's like, hey, Grim Patron, Warsong, people don't like one turn kills. So we're going to replace you with Yogg-Saron. Yeah, I mean, Yogg, okay, I'm okay with Yogg. That wasn't a guaranteed anything. You could easily, just as easy to kill yourself as kill your opponent with Yogg. I've never played Yogg without it immediately pyromancing myself in the face. Yep. I still play him, though. Yogg is hilarious. Oh, don't get me wrong, he's funny. It's the random act, it's like random element there is what's saving Yogg. It's still just complete BS when it's like, well, I played a bunch of spells and sure, you're up. But now I win. Yep, that definitely happened. So it definitely happened, but then they actually nerfed Yogg. No matter what, he would cast all of the spells that he was going to cast until the end of that list. But then they changed it to where if he dies in the process, it ends the casting entirely. I vaguely remember that. Yeah, so Yogg used to be... I mean, it was getting play all over the place. It was getting play in tournaments. And then they made that change towards like it could instantly die, right? It can instantly right. just shadow or death itself, and that's it. <laughs> that's all you get from Yogg. Yeah. <laughs> and it died. Uh, Yogg stopped being super viable at that point. It's the other old god that everyone was building decks. Yeah, it's Cthun. They didn't change Cthun at all. So people are still playing Cthun decks? The, I think there are just better decks. I haven't seen anybody legitimately play Cthun in a while. 
to be fair, not I even am, on like, the ladder. Two expansions behind, so makes sense that I don't yeah. know what's going on. But yeah, it's my kids love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um. And so I play with them mostly, and sometimes I'll do some quests and stuff. But uh, yeah, Cthulhu. I don't know. They didn't change it at all. They didn't change anything. They didn't change any of the supporting cards. They didn't change the archetype. They didn't change Cthulhu himself. It's just like there's better. If you want to build a deck like that, there's better options now. Okay. He's just been surpassed. I guess that's fair. Although I have seen, I did get wrecked by a druid deck that was like, play a card that makes all your minions cost one, play a card that refreshes your mana crystals, play a card, play Bran, which doubles battle cries, and <laughs> then play Cthulhu. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is, what is going on? What is this? I was like, oh, it was like 68 random damage to my side of the board. I absolutely died. It was kind of hilarious. But that's the last time I saw Cthulhu, I think. That, that reminds me of um, Iron Juggernaut decks that I would build, like just armor up Iron Juggernaut Warrior. Because the, the, you just armor up and then you slowly just wait till you both run out of cards. Because the Iron Juggernaut shovels a 10 damage mine into their deck. Yep. So you just armor up and then once they slowly start whittling down the deck and it's like the last card they draw and then they start taking uh, fatigue. Yeah, it's yep. great. People, people really hate that deck because it just wastes their time. But that's kind of why I loved it. I've got nothing to do for the next 40 minutes. Let's I see. legitimately hate fatigue decks. I do. With all my heart. If I ever played against you, I'd get so mad. I don't play him anymore. Okay, good. So you have I repented. Can't, I can't play you anyway because all my decks are saved to the Asia server. And heaven forbid there be a way in 2018 for people on different servers to play against each other. I mean, that would make sense. Actually, I think there is a way if you both happen to be in the same physical location, you can search for firesides. And that just says, forget what server you're on. We all just play here locally. That'd be nice. Maybe one day. Maybe Probably one not. Day. No. No. Definitely not. All right. So anyway, we figured out that WCS shenanigans got super off track. Uh, the other WCS shenanigans was seeding, seeding troubles. So a couple days ago, there was a qualifier, the European qualifiers mm-hmm. uh, for 2018 WCS. And so it's been a couple days. There was people trying to figure this out. And as near as I can tell, what happened was a few people played against the people they were seated to play against, played their first round or their first games. Maybe some people got a second game in there, too. And then the WCS official said, oh, uh, mm, we screwed up. Uh, Nothing you just did counts. So we're going to reseed this and you're going to play somebody else and you have an hour. Yeah. It was bad. Players were pissed. I imagine so. Yeah. Somebody on Twitter was especially mad. Yeah. I think it was it you thermal. Yeah. It might have been you thermal. He gets mad a lot. He does. Showtime says pretty sure seating in groups yesterday was also wrong. Mm. And the rules, it said it's based on WCS rankings from last year, but for some reason it matched up the number one seed against the number 13 seed instead of one versus 16. Mm. And then the two versus the 14 seed instead of two versus 15. So like, it's just, I think it was just numbers. Mm. Like they looked at it and said, yeah, two versus 15 sound or two versus 14 sounds right. But they were wrong. No, so it wasn't your thermal because he was just like, oh, I guess I have to verse Stefano now. So he was okay. Yeah, it was a bad, it was a bad mix-up. And the way they handled it might have been worse. <laughs> it's April 1st, right? It is. It is April 1st in Germany. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Blech. Yeah. Blech, blech, blech. Yeah. So that's unfortunate, but hopefully that's all the hiccups out of the way. Sure. 
for the rest of the year, it will be smooth sailing. Of course. Mm-hmm. And Terrans will get a buff, just while we're making other stuff up. A much-needed buff. To Marines, because Marines are definitely underpowered. I mean, are they? Did they change Marines? No. No, they didn't. Well, we're making stuff up here, remember? Marines underpowered. <laughs> Let's talk about American college football, your favorite topic. All right, NFL. No, college football. Oh, college. Uh, <laughs> sure. Is there a difference? Yes. What is it? One, we don't pay the players at all, which is actually horrible. Wow. Yeah. So college football is a like hundreds of millions of dollars business. And we don't pay any of the players, not a single one, because it would destroy the integrity of the game, Wade. That's what they say. It's an embarrassment. It really is. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. oh no! <laughs> Sorry. Care to elaborate? <laughs> yeah, it's just that's the end. It's Alabama versus Georgia in the national championship right now. Mm-hmm. And it's overtime. Oh, and so the rules are each team gets a possession. Georgia got a possession, scored a field goal. And then Alabama got the ball because they still got a possession to try to do something. And they just scored a touchdown and won. So a touchdown is worth more than a field goal? A touchdown is worth six. Yeah. Field goals are worth three. Uh-huh. Yep. Friggin' Alabama. Oh, I hate Alabama so much. That's horrendous. Really hate a state but, because of the football team? No, just, when I say Alabama, they're the Alabama football team. Right, but you have said you hate Alabama, not the Alabama football team. And it's not their fault. They're That's not even paid do. to be there. That's how we do. Come on. You know how this works. No. You say you hate the city a rugby team is in. You don't say we hate that rugby team from that city. That's awkward. No, well, you say you hate the team. The teams here have names. It's like you would say, man, I hate the storms. Okay, yes. But in this case, the Alabama team name is the Crimson Tide, which sucks. <laughs> it's a really bad name. So everyone just calls them Alabama. That's how it works. What's Georgia's team name? Bulldogs. Uh, that's boring. There's, it there's is. A, there's a Bulldogs team here. It's not a great name. I think everybody calls them Georgia as well. Honestly, college football, I don't know. I haven't really thought about this before, but it sure seems like there are certain teams that are called by their mascot rather than by where they where they are but other teams are definitely called by what city they're in or what state or whatever have you seen the tv show well i could, i watched it on netflix is it canada's tv show if you watch it on netflix yep it's tv okay uh blue mountain state have not it's a show about college football oh sort so of like uh about college football that's interesting uh it's a comedy yeah it's got a cheerleader writing a football on the cover so yep uh basically the main character dylan moran he's kind of like the second string quarterback mm, classic uh-huh underdog except he does he, he intentionally stays at second string because he gets all the benefits none of the work mm, that's fair doesn't get crushed in games oh uh, yeah but eventually like through certain episodes he gets pissed off at the coach and stuff when he gets moved down to third string or whatever i don't know how it works and it's like yeah turns out he's actually really good hilarity ensues when it's like oh we have a new guy coming in show him around make sure he like picks this college and then you know he gets him in a car crash and breaks his arm (laughs) both his arms sure that happens all the time yeah it's it's surprisingly funny has any of it helped you understand American football more? Some of it. But I imagine it's more about the off-the-field stuff. 
for the most part, like, for the first, like, season, I think whenever it came to game time, they just hard cut to, like, after the game. Well, that counts as something, then. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sad about this outcome. <laughs> I, I can tell. I really, really hate Alabama. It's going to be an Alabama fan who listens to the podcast. It's going to be super mad and stop listening now. I don't think I've got Alabama on my list. Oh, thank goodness. Of All right. Um, well, the other problem is Alabama's won five of the last nine national titles. So they've got bandwagon fans everywhere. Okay. So just because they're not in Alabama doesn't mean they're not an Alabama fan. Yeah, that is true. You are allowed to leave the state you were born in. You are sometimes. Are there times when you're not? Mm-hmm. Really? No. You had me go for a second. But it feels like it sometimes. Some people just absolutely never, ever, ever leave the state they were born in for any reason. And I feel like that's more common in the South. Like, I bet Alabama has one of the highest rates of people who've never left Alabama, never left the state they were born in. I, I mean, how would you even keep track? I guess the census would do that, I imagine. Yeah, I'm sure they have the numbers. Yeah, quickly looking. I don't see Alabama. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Esports are not big in that state. I mean, you're probably right. Yeah, it's a football state. So according to this article on inverse.com, mm-hmm. 40% of people never leave their hometown, let alone their state. Wow. That's crazy talk. Why? Why would you stay? You'd at least want to get out at least once and be like, I kind of like it here. I mean, familiar? People like comfort zones? Yeah, I suppose. So it doesn't really have like a map or anything, but that's the number that they're touting. That's crazy talk. Also, this person makes a good point. I found this on Reddit. Uh, it's mm. cheaper to live near family and lifelong friends. Car broke down? Ask your friend for a ride. Need to borrow a saw? Ask your dad. Plumbing mixed up? Ask your uncle, the plumber. Right? Need childcare? Your parents are nearby. It is easier and cheaper if you have a support system rather than striking out on your own in a new city, right? Yeah. It's hard to argue against that. But I mean, support systems are things you can build elsewhere as well. You can. It just takes time. And while you're building it, it's just harder. And people don't like hard. So don't move while you have a piece of junk car and a kid on the way. <laughs> uh, Is there anything else? Uh, I could do a quick NFL minute. I'm going to have two mi- Do you need to vent Alabama? No, I got it. It's out of the system. Sure it is. It is. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. All right. Three, two, one, go. Wild card weekend was the last weekend. Really fun stuff. The Titans Chiefs game was amazing. Titans down 18 points at one point. It's really hard to come back from that in an NFL game, but they end up winning 22 to 21 in a game where a quarterback passed a touchdown pass to himself. You'll never see that again. Falcons beat up on the Rams, which is kind of surprising. Saints and Panthers were super close, but the Saints pulled through. And the Jaguars and Bills game was also very close, but it was low scoring and Basically, very, very poor quarterback play, which I don't really like. Other people like it, but not me. So, got the division around set up. Falcons, Eagles, Titans, Patriots, Saints, Vikings, Jaguars, Steelers. Let's go ahead and say Falcons, Patriots, Saints, and Steelers. Your winners moving into the conference championships. Don't put money on that. I'm terrible at sports gambling, but that's what I'm feeling in my bones. Dang it. How much time do I have? Five seconds. All right, I'll blah. The NFL is real fun. Watch it, you guys. <laughs> okay, I guess it's stop. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, so someone passed the ball to themselves. Oh yeah, I'll send you the link. Please, I need he to see pa- that. So he passed it, and a defender knocked it like back towards him. Like they batted the pass back, and he caught it and ran for a touchdown. <laughs> oh <no. laughs> oh man. 
That guy, my hero. <laughs> I know. It was amazing. Let's see here. Blah, 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 blah. Titans quarterback throws pass to himself. My stupid video. Ugh. Why is this not on YouTube? NFL? Marcus Mariota catches. Ah, I found it. Ha. Ha. Take that, YouTube. I mean, NFL. Uh-huh. Highlight Heaven has it. Boop. <laughs> it was such a great play. <laughs> it, it, it happened so quickly, I nearly missed it. Yep. It is fantastic oh it's so good and at this point i mean they're they're down 21 to 3 like they're getting the crap kicked out of them they get this touchdown on a really crazy fluke play and that kind of gives them momentum they need to get back so Mm. fantastic just beautiful he's pretty cool yeah i mean the people the commentators on the game said that there was basically there been two other instances of this in nfl history we've got on video okay That's, that's interesting it, but, I mean, three times in 70s, 80 years of football, that's pretty amazing. Very rare. Yeah, it makes it rare. It doesn't make yeah. it unique, though. No, it doesn't. Since you shared a funny link with me, I will now share probably one of the funniest links I've seen all year. I'm very excited for this. You really talked it up. Innovation streaming with a webcam. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, he's an adjudicant. Is that what they're called? Yeah, adjudicant. I think, I think that's the word. Adjutant? No, I think it's adjudicant. Oh, but now I think it might be adjutant. I need to go back and play the Wings of Liberty campaign, apparently. Someone probably says it in there. Adjutant. It is adjutant. Adjutant. Okay. Yeah. You're right. I was wrong. Nicely done. All right. So with that, I think we're going to wrap up the pod, unless there's anything you want to go over. No. Let's let's wrap up. Uh, call it good. All right. Thanks so much for listening to the Falcon Paladin Hour. Everybody really appreciate the support. Please consider supporting us on Patreon as well. There's a link in the show notes to that. Even a dollar a month from you guys would be greatly appreciated and help us keep this going. All right. So until next time, as always, thank you so much for listening and you take care of yourself. think we can have a good back and forth hopefully fingers crossed that's how you make a podcast uh that's absolutely right
super boring if both people are like we agree on everything <laughs> uh that's like our first 15 episodes no you disagreed with me on stuff all the time name one thing i mean i can't remember specifics <laughs> i'd have to go back and listen there's no way we agreed on every single thing for the first first episodes come on yeah i, I know it's called exaggeration for dramatic effect okay so yes there was a lot of you going like mm-hmm, i agree i remember that mm-hmm, but it wasn't all of the things that's all i'm saying yeah okay good on the same page good mm-hmm. you agree yeah uh 